Welcome to Let's Talk, Ed and Zahi. Uh, it is Career and Technical Education Month. That month is designated for February. And we're going to talk a little bit about what career and technical education is all about. Yes, career technical education is known by a variety of names. Some people still call it trades. Uh, some people still call it vocational education, occupational education, skill building. Uh, but conceptually, it is career and learning skills and technology and abilities uh, to be able to join the workforce. And, you know, one of the reasons why we talk about this so much and the importance of it is, you know, you, you look at career technical education and you think often about two-year colleges. And, and one of the reasons you look at jobs, U.S. economy, about two-thirds of jobs there are what are considered middle skill jobs that require education beyond high school, but not necessarily a four-year degree. So, you know, two and three jobs need, uh, you know, at least a certificate or an associate degree or, or a little bit of college. So it's really important to recognize the importance of career and technical education. No doubt about that. Uh, you see, when, when people talk about higher education, very often they're focused on four year. They're very f focused many times on a bachelor degree. Uh, but not all jobs require the that training, that knowledge that you acquire. It doesn't mean that one shouldn't take it, do it, accomplish it. Uh, but in terms of being able to turn the ship of the economy and fill the jobs that uh, employers and society are um, craving to fill it might just lead to an inflation, an inflation of salaries, inflation of, of uh, or, or time away from that workforce, uh, therefore potential for lack of uh, um, uh, ascendance in, in, in economic status for those individuals. So it's, it's, it's a song and a dance, but, but we have to context, and I think there isn't a better month to talk about it than the one dedicated to career technical education in addition to it being uh, Black History Month. And, and there's a lot of interconnection there, in my opinion, about how to lift uh, some of the communities that have been historically uh, left behind. Right, you know, one of the, the perceptions is career and technical programs, uh, you know, don't offer great jobs. You know, they're hard work, they're dirty, they're, you know, blue collar jobs. And, and they're things that, you know, not everybody sees as, as valuable until you really need somebody uh, for something like that. Uh, but, you know, the reality is, yes, some of these jobs, you know, especially in the trades can be hard work. But you're also talking about people that are getting involved in healthcare. You're talking about people that, uh, you know, are, are doing jobs that are incredibly valuable to, uh, you know, our everyday lives that, you know, are not necessarily people we see every day. And for a long time in higher education, what we've seen is, you know, people 
saying, well, you need to go get that bachelor's degree like you just talked about and, uh, you know, forgetting about these jobs. But the reality is a lot of the, the so-called trades pay really well. Um, you know, they're good jobs. And you, you talk about, you know, lifting those those communities that, you know, need a lift in, in some cases. You know, it's an opportunity to get a really good uh, high paying job that that, you know, you can make a solid living doing. Yes. Uh, over the last few years, I read a couple of books uh, by by uh, folks who didn't have to write about it. I'm thinking about uh, Professor Michael Sandel of Harvard University and Professor Keith Stanovich, uh, Stanovich of uh, Yale University, who both in their own uh, research spoke specifically about the impact of elitism about uh, and versus the need for those traits and how it's showing rearing its head in our in our election rearing its head in our, in our economic uh, uh, situations uh, unemployment or or the disparities of employment so it's absolute what you said is absolutely on the money in my opinion uh, because uh, well, let's face it you can you can finish a phd and make far less than somebody who is in another occupation that is equally essential to our economy and our and our communities. Uh, plus, you've lost X number of years while that individual has started earlier. So it doesn't mean we shouldn't uh, urge people to accomplish uh, higher education. It's just uh, it is not necessarily the only way to go. Right. And, you know, the, the reality and some in higher ed cringe a little bit when they, they hear this concept that, you know, higher education in general serves as workforce development. Um, you know, very few people can be a student for life. Uh, so there there is a point where you're getting out into the workforce and, you know, making sure that higher education is addressing you know, all of those skills that you need. So, you know, one of the things, and we talked about this on a previous episode is, you know, right now there's a, a lot of push toward let's get people in STEM, let's get people in STEM. And, you know, the reality is that's only a, a small percentage of jobs that are out there. You know, like we said, two thirds of jobs are middle skill jobs. So at some point, if you're going to college, you need to get some of these other skills that employers want. And, and that, that aspect of workforce development, where you're talking about some of the soft skills, for instance, um, you know, you're, you're talking about basic proficiencies for maybe working in an office, for example. Uh, you need to have all of those things when you get out into the workforce. Very true. And and we should not disregard the element that many people like the idea of producing something that is tangible. Uh, and and while I understand that when you're employed by somebody, you're producing something, uh, uh, you know, a non-tangible good is still a good, but but the satisfaction may not be there. Um, and we've seen uh we've seen all over the country 
the demand for employees outstripping the availability of individuals to fill those positions. Uh, does that mean now we're going to be siphoning away from higher education? That's not what I would think is the most judicious thing to do. But how can we, as higher education, rethink who our audience is, things you and I have talked about quite a bit, um, and how can we really rethink our our focus as being integral to that um, workforce uh, and economic development. Right. And, you know, a couple of other topics that we're going to talk about here in this series where we're talking about workforce development, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, funding models and what that's looked like in, in higher education from state and federal levels. We're going to talk uh, a little bit more about how workforce development also helps with community and economic development and you know that's something incredibly positive for for our communities so uh you know once again it's career and technical education education month uh we are celebrating that we're talking about this in a lens of workforce development if you enjoy content like this uh, and you're watching right here on YouTube, be sure and subscribe to our channel. Ring that bell down below so you get notifications when we post new content. And of course, you can find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.